Welcome to Life on Earth, The Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. Thank you for being here with me once more. I hope you're having a beautiful, fabulous day wherever you are. Today I have a very special guest, one of my best friends, another one of my best friends and soul sister, Emily Cadenhead. Hi, Emily. Hi, Natalie. Yay. Yay. I'm so excited to be here, sitting here with you today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with you too. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I am in California. We're sitting outside of Emily's house in Topanga Canyon. It's so beautiful. We're surrounded by nature and the birds, and I actually allowed the mic to pick up some of the birds. I hope you guys can hear them because it's just so beautiful. Topanga has always been one of my favorite places on the planet. How are you today, Emily? I'm really good. I'm I'm great. We're sitting under this beautiful redwood tree, and it's actually the only redwood tree that I know of that I've seen in Topanga. And it's a very special tree, so I'm very excited to be here with you under the tree. This trip was fantastic for me. Uh, I'm the godmother of Emily's child, Pearl. <laughs> and Emily just had a birth blessing. She's about to have her second child. And I came here especially for her in Los Angeles. We had a beautiful party the, on the day before yesterday. And a lot of our wonderful, beautiful friends came. And there's something really special about this community that I have that a lot of them, it has been Emily that introduced me to in Los Angeles that everyone is so creative. Everyone is an artist and doing amazing things and just really beautiful people. So I feel very honored and and I'm grateful that you have made those connections in my life. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing with me, Natalie. I love you. (laughs) There's so many things about you, Emily, that I could, I don't even know how to describe because she is a clothing designer. She's an artist. She's a painter. She's an amazing mother. She is a conscious connector. She brings all of us together a lot. You're a nature lover. You're like a fairy. Aw, thank you. <laughs> That's so funny that you say that because I was just reading about fairies uh, with Pearl and yeah. teaching her about the fairies. That's amazing. I feel like there's some fairies here in Topanga, don't you? There's a lot of fairies in Topanga, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I feel the energy of the fairies Absolutely. every time I come here. I've been coming here for a long time. I remember when we lived in Laurel Canyon and you told me one day that your dream was to move to Topanga. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. I always wanted to live here. I grew up in Malibu and then when I was 13, I moved to Palm Springs. And I always wanted to come back to Topanga Canyon. And I lived in Laurel Canyon where I met you. Yeah. For almost 10 years. Wow. But um, then after I had Pearl, I just knew that it was the perfect time to move to Topanga because I really wanted to have her be in nature by the ocean. We're only five miles from the ocean and in the mountains. But 
the cities below, and there's a lot of really beautiful people in Topanga. Very special energy. It's it's uh, literally one of my favorite places in the world as well. And I've always had a dream to one time live here. I hope that I can, but it's um, the it's 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 super different. If for those of you who haven't experienced it, if you're ever in Los Angeles, definitely drive up to Malibu and come to Topanga and and explore it, you know, because what's the name of that really cool restaurant that they have here that in people the, the seventh ray. In of the seventh ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll include that on the show notes. It will be an experience for you guys and just to check out the city. The people that live here are creative and artistic and really care about the planet and care about nature. You can feel the vibration and the energy when you're here. Absolutely. There's a really high vibration here. Yeah. So I want to start with this episode, this little session now with you, which I hope to have you back many times, about how this a little story, just like a brief background to everyone, how we met, because I think that's like super special. I lived in Laurel Canyon, in, in Emily lived in Laurel, literally next door to me. But what is so cool is that you were meditating already at that time when I met you. We both meditated and I was a yoga teacher and Emily was, she had this beautiful clothing line, which we'll talk a little about it, called Daughters of the Revolution. And she was a designer for it. It was literally, that is my favorite clothing line ever. I still have some of the dresses and I cherish, I hold on to them so much because it represents this whole time in my life. And I think about you, you know, every time I wear them. So, but you manifested me. Absolutely. I had just come back from Kauai and I had been practicing yoga for a while, but I just started to get into Ashtanga. And I came back and I was living at the very, very top of Laurel Canyon, overlooking the entire city. We could see everything all the way to the ocean, all the way to like Long Beach, down to, you know, the far distant mountains and beyond. It was one of the highest points in the Hollywood Hills. Incredibly majestic with, you know, birds and hawks and coyotes and deer. Probably not exactly what you would expect in the Hollywood Hills, but it was really, really beautiful. The nature was incredible. And I had just gotten back from Kauai and I was really longing for a really close friendship, like a best friend. And I I mean, of course I had close friends at the time, but I was wanting a relationship with somebody, to meet somebody, to call somebody into my life. And I said a prayer and I was meditating at the time too. And in my meditation and in my prayers, I said, I hope that I meet a friend and... And I really sent the message out there. And I also, in the, the prayer and the meditation, put that I wanted her to do Noah's Danka yoga <laughs> just randomly. It's like because, an ash- yeah, a yogi so, and a new energy into my life, a yogi or a yoga teacher. And by the way, I'd like for her to teach Ashtanga yoga. Yeah, yeah. It, it, just because I really wanted to get better at this practice. And so my house was on a cliff. And right next to my house, there was another house, almost identical kind of house that was all also on a cliff. And one day I see Natalie and I just knew instantly that she was going to be my best friend. Yeah, <laughs> that we and were going to uh, be friends forever <laughs> and that we were going to have a lifelong well, friendship. It, we had like an instant connection. I remember, I still remember clear when I first saw you, but the funny thing is, so 
anyways, I moved literally next door to Emily. And she totally, at the time I was teaching Ashtanga Yoga Mysore style in Los Angeles. <laughs> so it's just so crazy. I saw you the first time you were wearing this beautiful long dress full of flowers and you were wearing a fabulous hat and you're just walking to your car with your little dogs running behind you. And I said, okay, there's my sister. <laughs> It was more like a recognition of, it was like, I recognize your soul. You know, I recognize you. Hi, how are you? And we gave each other a big hug and we just knew. Exactly, from a past and life. And then, uh, yes. And then Zuzu, her little long-haired chihuahua, one day my door was open as it was many times in Laurel Canyon. Zuzu ran into my house and stole my little chihuahua's Lola toy. It was a Minnie Mouse that I had gotten her at Disneyland. And he took the Minnie Mouse, the toy, all the way back to Emily's house. <laughs> and I had to go knock on her door and say, Hey, your dog stole my dog's toy. Can I please have it back? <laughs> It's just the craziest thing. But then, of course, that led to us hanging out more. And then one thing, you know, and then before we know it, we're, we we had this beautiful, I had a beautiful time in Los Angeles. Again, I always tell people it's one of my favorite places in the whole planet. I feel so blessed to have lived here. I feel such a deep connection to the to the land of California. And I come back, and even though I live in New Orleans, I come back here as often as I can. Um, it was such a blessing, such beautiful years we had with a book club, meeting once a week, doing dinner parties and cooking and going on hikes and, you know, really just having a lot of fun. So going to fun. the beach, we spend a lot of time in Malibu. We have a dear friend of us that had had still a beautiful house in Malibu, and we would go and hang out with her and all of our friends. It was really a very special time. Very special time. So Emily has worked with really big brands. It's really kind of impressive, everything that you have done. I'm very, as your friend, I'm just super proud and impressed. She has worked with Zara. A lot of you know Zara is international. She has had her beautiful clothing line, Daughters of the Revolution, which was a favorite for many of us here in California and I'm sure all over. And she has worked with Wild Fox, which is another one of, of my favorite brands. I have a bunch of their sweaters. They're so freaking comfortable. And I have a lot of stuff that, you know, got through you as well. And then and she has recently worked with I teach yoga, so there's a lot of people that know me here in the podcast, probably through yoga, and you guys know Tiki, which is they make these beautiful yoga pants. What is the Tiki Instagram? Tiki, uh, it is. Tiki something or yeah. something. I yeah, don't know. Tiki Gram. Tiki Gram. Yeah, you guys can check it out if you know Nodora, but a lot of people do because we have a lot of stores in New Orleans that have Tiki, a few, and they have these beautiful stuff too, and she has uh, done some work with them. So, you know, it's a lot. You had at some point some stuff online that was like vintage stuff, and you were doing that, and that I always checked it out. It was so beautiful. So it's really a very fulfilling and beautiful designer, clothing designer career. I've always so admired that's besides you know the paintings that she does and all that but just to kind of gear this podcast a little why don't we start with daughters of the revolution what was your inspiration for that line well I had been working as a stylist and my partner at the time his brother had a line called kickwear and he had sold kickwear and he wanted to start another line he wanted to do a denim line and I personally wasn't that enthusiastic about denim at the time. However, I had this vision to make these dresses. 
And it came very naturally. I ended up making the dresses and they ended up becoming, it ended up becoming very successful just because I had a lot of connections at the time through styling with celebrities. And it was, you know, it was around that time when you could put something on a celebrity and then it would sell instantly. So you mean like that has changed? It's changed now. It's not, it's not not the same. Yeah, now it's not really the same anymore. Just because of social media and the fact that brands can control their media in the way that basically the brand is perceived. I think that brand ambassadors and, you know, bloggers and, you know, people yes. on Instagram promote clothing even more than celebrities now. Oh, interesting. Um, but, yeah, and so I ended up starting this line and it was, you know, a passion of mine for a long time. I ended up, you know, it was beautiful. I ended up creating my own prints and I had gone to art school and I loved painting and drawing. So I was able to create my own designs and my own prints. And it was a really incredible creative outlet for me. That's awesome, Emily. And I did that for, for quite a while. And then I ended up going and working with Planet Blue Oh yeah, designing their in-house lines. I love that. And then from there I went to Wild Fox and worked with brilliant Kim Gordon who started Wild Fox and then I did some stuff for Zara, a collection for Zara, and then worked with them. And, and you I'm traveled just, for with them. Yes, you went I, tra- somewhere. I traveled to Spain a couple times and to China. Yeah. And then I did some consulting with Tiki, and now I'm just taking time off to prepare for this new baby. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. Can we say his name? Or not? No. Okay, not let's yet. not do that. Uh, he's not here yet. But we just had a beautiful birth blessing. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? How was that for you? I I didn't want to do a traditional baby shower. Uh, number one, because I've had, I have my daughter, and I wanted to do something that was a little bit more intimate with just real, only close friends. So I decided to do a birth blessing, which is a Navajo tradition where women come together and basically support the mother before she gives birth and kind of pays respect to the journey of birth when the spirit and the person enters into the world. So I had a sound healer come, a really incredible, beautiful sound shaman. We had a sound bath. It was beautiful with uh, Sam, right? Simon. Simon, yeah. And then everybody came together and we set our intentions and then we did the sound bath. And it was just really lovely to see everybody. Yeah, it was a lot of uh, people we have known for years, close, close friends. And we had a moment that we each got to say something that we wanted to express to the child and for Emily. And so everybody went around and everybody spoke and said something. And it was really, and we were sitting outside again by these trees in Topanga. It was just the most beautiful experience. And we had this amazing um, amazing food and just this awesome cake that I loved. And, you know, we all got to hang out and see each other and play music. And it was just, wow, I love it. And with my daughter, Pearl, I had been really working a lot at the time because I was doing Daughters of the Revolution and then I went to Planet Blue when she was very young. So I have been working in really, really crazy, incredible hours for a really long time. So it's been a priority of mine to create space in order to really embrace these moments 
of my pregnancy and then create space for the new baby so I can just enjoy the baby. And I love that you just said that because creating space in your life is such a necessity. Sometimes I feel in our society, we just go, 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 and we burn ourselves off without this ability to, hey, you know what, I'm going to consciously, you know, take some time off and I'm going to take some space and just just enjoy each day. And the fact that you can do this right now for yourself, for the baby, for Pearl, is such a luxury and so amazing, you know, and you're so smart to do it. So I really admire that on you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, What I was going to ask is, I know that Pearl goes to this like beautiful school. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the projects that they do that? She goes to Topanga Elementary, which is a public school. It is a charter school, and it's in the LA USD school dis- district. But the teachers there are really, really incredible. And for example, they do meditation and yoga and PE. And for the kids. A lot of focus on for the kids and a lot of focus on art and it's a really amazing community. It's beautiful. The fact that everyone can come together and really support the children and create this beautiful environment for the children is so amazing and that that anyone can have access to it. I really love the fact that it is public, that it's a public school, and that people are coming together in the community to create the best school for everyone. So so children of, you know, from all over can enjoy that this um this really beautiful school. I mean, it's primarily people from Topanga. However, you can you can come to Topanga Elementary if you're not from Topanga. And I think it's incredibly important because a lot of people will take their resources and they'll put those resources into private school. And what happens is that only a few children that are able, you know, few families that are able to afford these expensive private schools are able to reap the benefits. However, if everyone comes together and they they really focus on building a beautiful public school, then everyone in society and everyone in, ev- in each family is able to really enjoy the, the benefits. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I love that last, last, I think it was last year, you guys had this beautiful project that you came together and you taught your class, you guys taught the class of Emily about coyotes, right? Mm-hmm. How was <laughs> that? Well, my very dear friend and one of my best friends, Dominique Navarro, is this incredible artist and environmentalist and her mother's also an environmentalist and they've been doing, her mother's been doing work for 50 years in the local Southern California area. And she's an author and illustrator and environmentalist. And um, I had had some trauma with coyotes because I lost my cat and my dog. I lived at the very top of a mountain in Topanga for a long time before I moved to this house in Topanga. And there were literally, I would see 50 coyotes, I'm not even exaggerating, where it was just shadows all around me. And if my cat even got out for one second, a coyote could grab the cat. And I was out in the middle of the day with my dog, and I took my little chihuahua out to go to the bathroom, and a coyote got my my chihuahua, Zuzu, who was, you know... That's the chihuahua we were talking about before. And it was so devastating for me. I, I had a really, really hard time with it and also losing my cat, my like very beloved cat. It was devastating for all of us. Uh, Zuzu was really part of the family. And her, Emily's cat is Hala's sister. Hala is my cat. And if you listen to my intro, she was sitting right there with me. And they were, they're twin sisters. They were beautiful. Really beautiful. Rainbow. Yes, rainbow. And so it was very traumatic. And... 
I was having a hard time coming to terms with my relationship with coyotes just because I had a lot of <laughs> anger that they had taken my and family members. And you're such a huge animal lover. So I decided to try to um, heal that by just having a better understanding of coyotes wow. and and understanding coyotes and understanding that Native Americans called, you know, coyotes shadow dogs and that they were, they, they have been a part of a human existence. For a long time. For a very long time. Why do they call them shadow dogs? Because coyotes actually traveled across America with the Native Americans and they didn't live inside of the, the, the tribes. They would live in the shadows, and but they still traveled with human beings. They're actually very, they're very much adapted to human beings. But they called them shadow dogs because they lived in the shadows and they were never a part of the, you know, the tribe. They always were on the outskirts, exactly as they are now, living on the outskirts of society and, you know, in the foot, foothills of mountains and living on mountains. But they generally will live close to people in their scavengers for the most part. And they hunt small animals. And if you had, a, if somebody has, you know, problems with coyotes because either they attack their dog or they just don't know any better and they freak out, what would be an advice? Since you've done this research with Dominic, um, and by the way, I spent a lot of time talking to Dominic yesterday about coyotes. She is, she's, and also about art. I would love to have her one day on the podcast. She's quite amazing. My question is, you know, would you from you you can speak from experience what if somebody's freaking freaked out about coyotes or don't know how to deal with or have this negative thing towards it and want to poison it, you know, or things like that. What what could you tell? Well, I would absolutely never ever ever use poison. Um one of the other animals that I saw when I was living in Topanga up at the top of the mountain was a beautiful mountain lion and it was a really, really profound experience seeing a mountain lion. I've seen bobcats and tons of coyotes. However, a lot of times they people will use poison, like rat poison, or they'll use rat poison just on rats. And if the coyotes eat the rat or a mouse or, or a bird or whatever it is that was exposed to that poison, then that kills them as well. And it can kill mountain lions. It's one of the number one causes of you know the deaths of mountain lions in this area, as well as cars. So I, I would never recommend using poison. I think that if you have a problem with coyotes, you can call your local forest service and they can help you to like relocate coyotes. But, but for the most part, it's generally cutting off the food source. So they come down to find the food, whatever food it is. And at that time, there was a really severe drought. So they were coming down. They were much closer to us because they would come down for food and water. And... I mean, I think that, you know, if there's an issue, you can, you can call the Forest Service. I didn't. I just let it take its course. Yeah. You know, my animals were eaten, and then I just, <laughs> like, they just... Sadly, very yeah, sadly. Yeah, and then they... The coyotes, that is not funny, you guys. We were just, like, it's just like a, I don't know. It was I'm laughing. At, yeah, nervous laugh. But, yeah. Um, and then they ended up just going on their way, and, you know, there weren't as many around. And now there's not that many around because of but, the rain, and they have, yeah. there's a lot more rabbits. Okay, here's, here's something that I want to add to this. The planet belongs to us humans as much as to all animals. We are not more entitled to this planet than anybody else. So 
I hate to break this to anyone that, you know, for some reason think that the coyotes are attacking their land. But if we really think about it, we are also living in their land. And of course, we would want some harmony and peace. And, and we figure this out, maybe don't leave food out. And But the, the my, my take on this is that all beings are equal. I am a huge animal lover. And so I feel... I am sharing a land, you know, I, li- I too lived in Laurel Canyon. I have tons of coyotes around my house. Or We're talking about coyotes, but it, guys, it could be anything, snakes, okay? I, I used to spend, a, I, I had a cabin at a ranch until very recently in Folsom. And one time there was this huge snake there and, you know, somebody wanted to shoot. And I said, absolutely not. What I did is I called um, animal control, but it was a natural one that actually was a non-kill one. Yes, it did cost me a little bit. I had to pay them, but they actually have video of it. I could share one day with you guys. They caught the, it's on my Instagram. Uh, they caught the snake and then took it to a place, its natural habitat and released it there. So I, I really don't think that we are more entitled than anyone else. Earthlings, it's all of us. This belongs equally to all of us. It's just finding a way to cohabit, of course, that, you know, there's no, we don't want, in, in yoga, we call it ahimsa, nonviolence. So we do want that. We don't want the coyotes to eat the, the dogs or whatever, but we, we, they are love beings. I am a love being. Emily's, a, you're a love being. The coyotes are love being. The snake is a love being. We're all love beings. It's, there's this beautiful vibration that we're in. Yeah. Absolutely. And I also really believe that animals come to us for messages. Whether we're seeing a butterfly in the city or a dove or we're out in nature and we're seeing a coyote or a rabbit even, each, me- each animal comes to us with a message and they can share their animal totem with us and be guides for us if we open our eyes to that. And the snakes, for example, there's tons of rattlesnakes and different snakes in Topanga Canyon. And I've actually had some very interesting experiences recently. I was hiking one of my favorite hikes and I came across this beautiful giant rattlesnake that had just woken up. This was at the beginning of spring. And when I saw the rattlesnake, I wasn't, I didn't feel any fear at all. And I went into, I want to say it was half moon pose. And I just stayed in that pose very still. And the snake, instead of running away or not running away, but slithering away in fear, it came towards me and it almost was like checking me out. It came towards me, it looked at me, and then it just went right right past me. And it was really beautiful exchange of energy. And so the next time I saw a rattlesnake, which was on my pathway to my house, I did the exact same thing. And I went into a yoga pose and the snake did the same thing. It stopped, it looked at me, it came towards me for a moment and then it just went right past me. I mean, they have a very important role to play in the ecosystem. You know, they help to maintain the balance with the rodents. And so I give the snakes a lot of respect. They also represent fertility and femininity, masculinity, the balance in nature. And so I, I completely agree. I think that each animal has its very important place in the ecosystem as well as a spiritual message for us. Thank you for saying that, Em. Yesterday, I was going to come here in the morning to record the podcast with Emily. It was the day after the birth blessing, and she had an appointment in the morning because she was meeting with her doula. 
Wow. So you're having the baby at home. I mean, you had you had Pearl at home too. Yes, I did have Pearl at home. So in your, you're due pretty soon. It's coming up in May. May. I'm, I'm due May 20th. However, I'm yeah. already having contractions. So I think <laughs> that he's going to come early. Yeah. I can't wait to meet him. Um, Thank you. So how do you feel? I'm sure like some people wonder about uh, birth at home. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a really incredible experience having Pearl at home. It was pretty much the most profound experience of my life. Um, I really actually enjoyed the experience so much. I, I wanted to really understand childbirth and I wanted to understand all aspects of it. I think it's so empowering to women. And so you're an inspiration to me. Thank so you. inspiring to a lot of us. So I, I really faced any fear that I had and I chose to look at it as it, this incredible journey and write a passage. And it really was this amazing, incredible adventure. The contractions, you know, the rushes that came, they could be perceived as pain and they, they certainly took me to another place. However, I think that even that had a very important It has an important purpose, just as all things have an important purpose in nature. For me, I believe that building up the serotonin and dopamine, I think it's very important because the experience that I had is after having a 36-hour labor, I was at home and Pearl was posterior. The labor went on and on and on. And I wanted to understand, like, why is it that women, why do we have pain? Like, why is pain associated with childbirth? Why would nature incorporate that into our experience. And I really do believe that after I was in labor for so long, I had built up so much serotonin and dopamine that after I had Pearl, I felt the most incredible bliss I've ever felt for two weeks. It was this profound ecstasy feeling. And I believe that women build up that have that pain because we end up building up so much serotonin and dopamine that releases and really flushes out and changes the synaptic pathways in the brain. And I had a completely different perspective after I gave childbirth. Nothing that had happened to me in my life in the past seemed to have any sort of bearing or importance um, as much as what had just happened in experiencing and being there for my daughter. And it was really profound. It was like my brain had been like completely changed and flushed. And here I was now a new mother with my sole focus at that time being on uh, nurturing and taking care of Pearl. And you, yeah, and you're a very responsible being. So I'm sure you have a great doula. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. I do. I mean, I, ha- I have really great support. With Pearl, I had a midwife and a doula. And this time I also have a midwife, um, a midwife's assistant and a doula. Yeah, because if someone wants to do that. And, you know, it's, it's amazing because how awesome the experience of, A, you are in your home with the people you love, your family, your, you know, whoever you want to be there in this very special time of this transition of this being into this new being into this new life on the planet and having this experience in a in a comfort zone in a beautiful environment and and then when your baby is opening the eyes on this planet for the first time it sees only love and peace in your house your home it's so different in my opinion than hospital births i have been um to a couple a few of uh, you know close people of mine hospital births and I've it was it was like kind of traumatizing for me 
So I can't even imagine like for, you know, the whole hospital situation for me is like so cold and so kind of weird. Even the doctor coming in and out and barely talking to you and, and the baby getting picked up and cutting. And I don't know, it's just kind of weird. And I just feel like this is much, a much more natural way to do it. And I'm sure that there's a lot of fear with people to do that. But if you do it responsibly, if you have a team of people that, you know, consistently do that and you're committed to it, then you, it's something that you absolutely can manifest in your life for any woman in the world. Completely. And I also think it's so important for us to support the midwives and these wise women. These women are just so, they're just really amazing, incredible people that decide to dedicate their lives to bringing people into this world and, you know, birthing babies. And the midwife community is a very, very powerful community. It's a wonderful community. These women are the healers of today, the shamans and the medicine women of today. And it's really lovely to be able to have an experience where you get to get close to these women then they're there to support you and help in the birth process it's very special yeah that's very cool Emily you look so beautiful thank you Natalie you're radiating and you have so much light and Emily I'm so happy because she's wearing one of my necklaces where my agora crystal necklace I give her a little dory necklace and with gold you love it I love it it's amazing thank you for wearing it I have a question for you. If you had to name, like, thus far in your life, and I know that's kind of, I, I sometimes I don't like to ask ultimate questions because I feel like everything is ever changing and there's different, there's maybe like five favorite things, but name something that has really been an amazing thing in your life and that's like, wow, totally like changed. My absolute most favorite thing in my life has truly been you know, my daughter, Pearl. I knew you were going to say that for some reason. (laughs) So being a mother. Yes. Being a mother and, and really my relationship with Pearl, it's just, it's so amazing. I, I feel so blessed that she chose me to be her mother and she's just the most amazing person and being and having a relationship with her is just it's it truly is my greatest joy in my life yeah she's really special thank you so much for allowing me to be close to her in this life yes of course (laughs) I have a very special bond with Pearl I think about her all the time so your hikes you love hiking is there a hike that that you want to say like one of your top two hikes or maybe your favorite hike that you'd like to share with everyone yes definitely I love Topanga Canyon because we're surrounded by nature and these incredible, beautiful parks, these, um, you know, state parks and basically they're amazing in Topanga. The hiking is amazing and it's one of the, the reasons to live in Topanga Canyon is if you love to be in nature. So Topanga State Park is really incredible. Red Rock is really incredible. And Tuna Canyon are three of my favorites. John, uh, when we sat here to do the podcast, John went on a hike. He went to the state park, right? I hope he's having a good time. He's hiking right now. So you have this big family. I love your family. I know uh, Emily has a bunch of sisters. One brother? Yes, Yes, one one brother. brother. And one of her sisters, one of my best friends as well, Ruthie, I'd love to get her on the podcast one day. So how many sisters do you have? Well, I am the second oldest of seven children. Wow. Um, my older sister, Debbie, um, comes from a different mom. But then my, we're, there's six of us from my mom and my dad. And I'm the oldest of that group. And then there's my brother, Buzz, my sister, Ruthie, my sister, Eloise, and Gracie and Mary Rose, 
four of us live in Southern California and two of us live in Northern California. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you lived in Malibu for a while. Do you love, I love Malibu. Definitely. I, I have to say that when I lived in Malibu, when I was a girl, it was different. It's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot different now. Yeah. Um, I just love the ocean. But but it's being, so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's really You're beautiful. really close to Malibu here. Yes. What's your favorite beach? Um, like nowadays, where do you see. go? I, you took me to one spot last time I visited. We went to a little spot. Or it was some... Yeah, I love this here. one spot that's way, way out there. I love... I mean, Point Doom is really amazing. Little Doom is really amazing. Point Doom is... Yeah. is point, yeah, Point Doom is amazing. Mm-hmm. Which one has the rock climbing... Thing. We do, yeah. Yeah, Because yeah. I did that a few times there. Oh, awesome. Climb that wall. That's really cool. So what is what inspires you nowadays? Oh, I mean, I I really am truly inspired by nature every day. I'm I'm really trying and meditating to be in the moment, to be in present time and really embrace each day. I meditate, I do yoga, I try to, you know, eat consciously and taking you know taking food in as medicine do you have a morning ritual well it depends because a lot of times I'll wake up and the first thing I'll do is get Pearl ready for school so that you know includes like making food for her and then getting her up and she likes to have a bath before school and then and getting her off to school and then when I'll, I'll come back and meditate and then after that and do yoga do yoga meditate, have a, like a peaceful morning? Yes, exactly. Yeah, me too. That's r- super important to me. I usually uh, wake up, I take care of my animals, <laughs> and then I meditate. And I, it's really important for me to sit outside from my house with, um, I love coffee, so I, I just, but I do have like a cup of coffee a day, and I just sit there, and I really enjoy it. And I'm just, it's just awesome to have that moment of just quietness and I let the animals play around. I put a little bit of almond milk on my coffee and that's kind of the, one of the highlights of my day. Oh, I love that. It's so cool. Well, uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And also Emily gave me these beautiful tiki pants. Oh my God, I love them so much because I teach yoga in them and they're some of my favorite yoga pants ever. They have such beautiful like freaking designs. One of them has a wolf feathers. I mean, it's just a dream catcher. I don't know. You guys really have to check it out. If anyone wants to connect with you and see you, Emily has a beautiful Instagram. Can we share it? Yes, Savage Thread. At Savage Thread. Yes. And uh, yeah, so you can connect with Emily there. And what else? Well, I love you all out there. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. And I'm very grateful. Yeah, I love you guys all out there too. And I feel very grateful that you're taking the time of your day wherever you are on the planet to tune in to us and give us an opportunity to share with you. And hopefully through these podcasts, you uh, meet someone new that you didn't know or you find out about a, a cool restaurant that you love or you find out about a new hike or, you know, just uh, get inspired for a new life and a life with full of opportunities with high vibration with beautiful things and that's really my you know wish for the planet and for for myself as well for all of us beautiful thank you so much for taking the time i know that this is like such an opportunity to sit with you i hope to have you on the podcast many times again thank you emily i love you so much much. you're such a beautiful friend in my life I love you so much. (laughs) I love you. 
Bye, everyone. So have a great time uh, today, wherever you are. Thank you for tuning in to us. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Life on Earth. You can help us by taking a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. For more inspiring content, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Search Life on Earth in iTunes or visit lifeonearth.podbean.com.